I love being able to put my sails in the right direction when I first get up. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hello, friends. We are back today, and this is going to be a super cool episode because this is the first in-person episode I've ever recorded uh, with my friend with whom I jump in freezing cold rivers, sometimes in the dark with. And uh, I'm just going to let her introduce herself. Well, thank you uh, for having me there, Greg. Um, yes, it's true. We both we, we, we both get up at a, an early time to, to run up a steep hill and then go into cold water while it is dark. And uh, it is a part of the highlight of my week, believe it or not. I know it sounds like torture to a lot of people, but uh, with the right mindset, it is a really good time, a really good time. So uh, thanks again for having me. And uh, yes, my name's Kylie. And to those listeners out there, thank you for tuning in to Greg's podcast. And uh, I look forward to this interview. Cool. Thank you. Uh, we are totally winging this, friend. So remember, you don't have to plan everything in your life out. Um, Kyla, you have a ton of interesting projects, especially one that's on YouTube right now. Can you tell us about that and what uh, prompted you to start that? Uh, yes, it's a, it's a program that's called Plug It. It's a super, super, super simplistic theory that I came up with when I was living off-grid in a tiny home with two kids, and I had previously had just had very, uh, just so much unpeace with eating. And, and um, then when you have that kind of turmoil in the mind with, with food, and then you get plonked in the middle of the woods with children, you're surrounded by this this issue that's there, and uh, and then I sat and I meditated, and after a while, I was like, "There has to be a remedy to this. How can humans eat and only think of joy and uh, gratitude with whatever food is going in the mouth?" And so I looked around, and one day my kids were really noisy and. Uh, for those of you that have parented with no support crew, you will know that you can get right on edge having kids. So I grabbed my earplugs, put them in my ear, I, and then I started eating. And, and I was like, wait up, holy cow, I can actually hear and be present through having earplugs on while I eat. And it was like, wait there. So you're saying that all we need to do to become more and more present is this really simplistic uh, way and you slowly do become present eating. And then with that, I started to observe um, all the thought patterns that come with food and the way we look at ourselves. And then through it, I have now got plug it. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Um, I'm marginally unsurprised that children can be <laughs> loud and noisy. <laughs> Yours are so quiet, though, whenever I see them. <laughs> Yeah, wow, that is fantastic. When you got the idea for Plug It, did did it come about like from your meditation practice or develop from there? Because it sounds very meditative and mindful and aware. Um, I'd say because I have I, I have embraced meditation for a long time, so it did let me kind of be present so I was able to actually see that, yeah, there was a click in the brain that I think definitely came with um, through the, the practice of meditation. But I'd say my, my goal is actually, uh, we were just discussing America. I love America. I, I really enjoyed living there. If I was going to have one country that I'd, I'd love plug it to, to thrive at, that would be the country because I, I have been in, in places where a lot of my friends just struggled 
struggled with eating and and I don't think everyone in this world is going to be like yes well meditation I'm going to sit down for half an hour a day and meditate so then I can be present eating and feel peace I don't, I don't and uh so my my goal is to to see if people could even try it and it's just putting when you sit down put your earplug in your ear and start eating and then I have a, a you know the mindset that you can have at that time um so a long-winded answer but uh it was for that, but I'm hoping that it's it's works for people that have never me- meditated ever. That would be my goal. There's people that have just like I just remember when I used to eat before all this. Um, I I think I would be the amount of energy within the mind that went around and round when it came to food was incredible. So imagine all that energy into something else. You know that would be the dream for human race (laughs) yeah having everything go into creativity and connection and any kind of endeavor besides oh my gosh i just ate two scoops of icing i better go and do 45 sit-ups and then i have to go run three miles to make sure i don't gain any weight or whatever it might be yeah and and it's the interesting thing is with plugets i thought of these i'm like really aiming for anyone that's ever in even the, the thing I, I enjoy about it the, in creating it, it's not saying don't eat this, don't eat that. It's about all food. Because really, anything that goes in the mouth, there should be a moment of gratitude. The, you know, there, there should be that moment where you're like, oh, yeah, there's a farmer that did that. They made the potatoes for the fryers I'm eating right now. There's, you know, the, the opportunity to be present at that moment is so there. And it's just doing these little tools to, to train it. To be there and that's what um on the the youtube plug it that's kind of what it's going over is just thought patterns that you can associate to slowly get the mind only thinking about food as a as a true gift and a luxury yeah you get the nourishment both physically or physiologically as well as like energetically and in having that gratitude for it and the energy of like i am grateful that this is coming in is infused as well as earplugs in i am grateful that i can have this experience it just does like compound on each other it does it does and it's really neat because so i for a while i'd have like my earplugs in and you just become so much present it's like oh yeah I might as well hold good posture and you can do all these great things but it's the the thing that I I um I really enjoy is uh how how much uh less energy you have to worry about and how much more time because what happens is you start just eating slower it's a natural progress of it so it's really cool so like for the person that eats you know you buy the bag bag of chips blessings for chips where you know most of us all eat chips it's a wonderful deliciousness of of being alive right now this wonderful selection of chips but um you know you put an earplug in and and if if i used to want to eat a whole bag i'd put two earplugs in there is no way in the world you can eat a whole bag of chips if you've got earplugs in your ears <laughs> it is too noisy. But the cool thing is I realized is that instead of going, ah, oh, I'd go, I'd grab it and I'd just I'd have a thought I'd go to. And it was really easy for me to associate thoughts to food um, because you you're present. And now I eat a chip and I'll only have like a small handful. And it's not because I have to force myself not to eat any, it's because I've eaten it slowly and nurtured it and taken it as a real treat. So now I feel fulfilled. I'm not trying to fill a gap of of something. So yeah, it's a as I said, <laughs> totally enjoy it. Changed my world completely. Never thought an earplug was gonna influence my life so, so much. It seems so simplistic and balmy, but uh between that and then doing um breath, different types of breath work as well. And also using it as a tool to stay in a relationship. And that's what I didn't realize how well it was going to tool me for keeping peace within my house when I'm with my kids. I homeschool. Um, so I'm with my kids a lot. And anyone that's been with kids a lot, you know, adults and children, two different types of people, so different. Um and also just a wife and husband, two different types of people. And so the air like truly has a, it, it's so, it's such a funny thing to, to go out in the world and be like, hey, world, look at this. 
but uh yeah so I do also do a training with breathwork and just for communication as well how you can use the mighty earplug <laughs> wow that is fantastic and how how is how have the relationships changed like with your husband or with your kids uh I would imagine there's some degree of oh gosh mom's crazy don't look at what mom's doing <laughs> but yeah like how if you can share some of that like what have you noticed and or maybe what they've noticed or shared um i'm definitely pretty open with my kids if uh and i i, I tell them i'm like do you know what this is a I, i'm not able to to hold on to being loving and kind unless i take a part of my sensory away because i am extremely tired or um, whatever the situation, my body is being rattled. And uh, and then right now, someone like bashing me with a brush going, mum, 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 is a little bit too much for me to take. Or that, you know, something, three things just broke, whatever it was. Um, so what I'd do is I, I'd put my earplugs in and it's so cool because you think of earplugs, E-A-R, and earplugs, you know, like, AI it's like you put them in and you breathe deep and I started noticing if I put them in before the tension was and I could hear my breath because that's the coolest thing like we're all talking about breath work breath work breath work breath work but uh anyone actually hearing their breath the only way you can really hear your breath is if you have earplugs in and then it's like oh I can actually hear my back filling and my body filling and Wait there, I can hear it. And now I can actually censor my breath while chaos is around me. And while that's happening, because I've done breath work and earplug mixed together, I'm able now to be like, okay, everything's chaos around me, but I can hear my breath filling to the max because I've listened to it. And it's so amazing because when this occurs, you can keep your noodle so much and it's as I said you just you just dimmed the sensory so you can keep keep the, the the tension doesn't grow to a mass within the body so for for anger and frustration it has been like an outstanding tool for me <laughs> so yeah hoping that uh, as I said it catches on and helps many a marriage <laughs> yeah Yes. Yeah. All of those things make it a lot of sense. And I am trying to imagine being around children for, I, I love kids and I, it's a lot for a day or two days, let alone to be homeschooling up where you are <laughs> on your own. Um, yeah, that is, that seems fortuitous that you developed this and that so much has come out of it. Complete and utter survival. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell by my accent, I do not come from Canada. I'm a New Zealander, oh, from New Zealand. And um, and I have a beautiful, wonderful uh, family at home. And like many people that get into parenting, we have no idea what it actually entails. And uh, it, it does take a village and to raise children. Um, and if you haven't got a village, it does take earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and even with a within that that pressure of not having family, you 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 know that's definitely adds pressure to a relationship and a marriage. And I'd like to think that I have a, a wonderful marriage, but it's really cool now that my husband is used to me going. If we've got an extremely hot topic, um, he's kind of like not opposed to me going like wait there, I'm going to give you my full attention, but this is a hot topic, so I have to put my earplugs in so I can hear that I am breathing long so I don't just become super hyper and reactive. And it's really neat because I'll put them in and my earplugs are natural color and they, they're really nice earplugs that fit well, so you can't see them. And they do, they just take away the bite of the relationship. And it's, it's amazing at how taking the bite away from a relationship, you're able to like definitely take in the information, but it's not going to my ego, if you will, because I can maintain my long breath because I can kind of hear it in the background of what he's talking. So it's, I think that if there was one gift that I, I suppose that uh, we all are given gifts, if I, there was one main gift I'd like to think that I, I have its observation within this body. 
And uh, through observation, this is what I, I came up with. And now I'm like, whoa, this is this could help if people just got used to a little bit of communication and saying, heated topic, wait there, I've just got to put my uh, marriage savers in and <laughs> carry on. Because you can hear the person. It's not, it's not cutting them out. Uh, you can hear them, but you can also hear your breath, as said. Yeah, it, it's such a such a great way of being being mindful and being present in your own body to be aware of what's going on. Like as you were talking, I was thinking of like, okay, hot topic, hold please. I'm going to go chop down part of a tree, and then I'll come back. We <laughs> that'll be good. But to be able to just go into yourself and have that level of awareness, so many more people would benefit from having that and from slowing down a little bit and forcing themselves to be present with breath and with yeah. the earplugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, it, it works. Like, um, you know, we all find our tools that work for us, which is, this is the beauty of being alive. You know, one of the hunts is what kind of tools do, you, do we all need that are all different for each person that just makes a little bit more joy in every day. And that's kind of the goal, isn't it? That we're here to, we're not really here for a super long time in a lifetime. So the main goal is, you know, how much can we enjoy this experience of being human and how much can we enjoy just the beauty of this earth and and the ones, you know, and the, the ones we love. And uh, yeah, the earplugs have helped. And, and even if you just wear, I find often I'll just wear one. I am a performer, so they've also helped me with uh, so much, um, with going into crowds, with not feeling, t not the crowd leading me, t kind of taking away the the breath that I'm needing for stage, um, and yeah, so it, it it it's cool. It's like you you don't have to wear two. You can't have one because obviously two can be a. That's for when things are really going down. I'm like, oh my god, it's all going down. I be, I need two, but uh, often I will have one. Like if I, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. So with that, like, when you are going on stage with them, like, does it provide kind? How do I want to phrase this? Almost like a level of energetic protection, or <laughs> or um awareness awareness of everything because i mean i'm sure we can all remember being in a crowd and seeing crowds go crazy or all kinds of things like the crowd the light the crowd takes on a mind of its own so yeah does that has that helped um well it's interesting because you know especially today and after this experience that we've all gone through about not being out in crowds and how many people just are like i do not like being in crowds i i don't like it it's too overwhelming and um so it does. It, what it, it, I found it, it did is that I put them in, and because I'm used to doing this really long eight-count breath with them, I just go into this breath. And then as soon as you take away one of the senses and you start breathing long, it's pretty fun to be in a crowd because you're like, humans, look at us. <laughs> and you start looking at it like a bit more intrigued. And anyone that's been on stage knows if you are going to go on stage, you want that breath relaxed and even uh, I got into singing later on uh, in my 30s and um, you need your body relaxed to be able to sing in a connective way with it, the jaw nice and relaxed so the the earplugs would allow me to as you say kind of disconnect and not feel the overwhelming part of the crowd but be there enough to feed the energy, but to have myself just being like, oh, that's right. I'm breathing long and this is exciting. I'm about to be in front of this. But just the, the nerves were easy to then control into excitement instead of complete and utter fear. <laughs> yes, yes, that stage fright thing that can happen. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, have, have a sip of your tea. Uh, we are sipping on. So remember I talked about the boss course that I talk about a lot because the boss course was awesome. Um, I got some Ponderosa needles and I made Ponderosa pine tea, which we are sipping on it right now. Delicious. Ah, thank you. Yes. Oh God. And now I lost my train of thought on what you were going to share. We were talking about stage fright. Yes. Oh, stage fright. Um, what do I think about strange stage, right? Well, it's you know, it's it, it's this 
there's so many performers out there that that just they 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 as you say it's it's absolutely frightening and and I found that after practicing with the earplugs in the long breath and going on the stage and and keeping that long breath um there were things that I realized that I just had to sit or put into my mind to keep the truth and I think that if you keep the truth the stage fright kind of goes away and that's the, so the truth would be you, you know you know that you got to keep that the, the breath long and, and stay and relaxed but most time I think stage fright really kicks in is actually after you've been on stage. So, because you might be really kind of like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, going on stage. But if you keep on thinking, I'm so excited. Oh, that's is exciting. Right? So that's kind of easy to, that's easy to get that concept. But the part where you're like, just done a performance and now you're doing a craft in front of people. So sometimes you will, you know, sometimes the show's not going to be as good as you you wish and so forth. So it's actually, I think, stage fight gets, uh, you can eliminate it more if you know what to think after the show. Because after the show, it's like you go in, you think of 10 cool things you did from the show and you think of two things that you utterly learned from. And then you look at it that way. You're like, oh, well, that was cool. That was cool. Those two things. And you'll find that two two things that you could say you did wrong, but it, instead you just learn from them. Two ten is about the ratio you want, because your brain can't be like, because you still did those like ten things good, right? And just find anything. And the other thing I always like to say to people that are, are, are wanting to get on the stage is, how many times did you think of Michael Jackson today? Any? Did he come through your mind? One of the most famous people in the world. Exactly. And and with that thought, it kind of puts it in, it takes a lot of ease away from it. Because if I got on stage, the likelihood that someone's really thinking about it, even if I did the best show of my life, I'm going to be out of people's thought patterns so quickly. You know, I might flutter in a little bit, but it's not enough to worry about. And that the more you meditate on how much the people's minds actually just circulate within their thoughts, it kind of grounds it and takes a bit of the pressure off you. And uh, that's a little bit, I, I have do a few other tricks, obviously, but that's in a, a couple of the ones that I really like to say to anyone out there that um, is going secretly wants to get on that stage because <laughs> it's a pretty fun place. Yeah, the whole world is a stage and <laughs> interesting to see what happens when people have the opportunity or not to, to, to step up or do anything. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you mentioned meditation a couple of times in different comments. Um, how did you get started in that? And uh, what are some chips or tricks you have for people that might want to Try the new plug it thing. Think about going on stage. Um, what's been helpful for you? Kids, marriages. What is it? What is it? Eating. Well, where am I? Um, uh, meditation. So, probably over twenty years ago now, I was at the bottom of the South Island in New Zealand, an absolute um, glorious uh, part of New Zealand, uh, down there. And um, I had met a lady, and then she she introduced me to one form of meditation and since then and that's for the people that are starting to meditate you know the cool thing about it is just really it can start with two minutes and and then after two minutes it's just finding you know I've I've changed the ways I've meditate frequently and I sometimes listen to things but um I always one of the 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 main noticings and obs observation I have with meditation is I love being able to put my sails in the right direction when I first get up. And, and that is, uh, however that may look, I, I do do breath work and I yeah, have certain things I visualize and, you know, I've got a breath work that goes with the earplugs. Um, but that's the main thing. I, I, I've, I've tried for a week not to meditate and it's kind of, it kind of is kind of wild how the brain works and I'm like wow it's 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 a you're up and then whatever you get is what you get that's running through your brain and and uh 
it's it's a you know for the people that don't meditate you could give it a go it's it is nice you, you whatever you're liking it's just setting the sails in the direction as i say so you know, often i'll do a long breath and there is the love and the intentions and all that but uh it changes it's like a yeah it's like a growing thing continuously but uh intention is always nice in there okay cool and so Yes, yes, that does answer the question. Um, so when you walk into the cold water, are you meditating? I'm curious what your experience is because we do cold plunges. Oh, what's mine? Um, yeah. Uh, the first thing I do in getting in the water is make sure I don't fall face first off the slope into the water. And then it's interesting because my feet get cold pretty quick. But then once I get it, so where we go, uh, there's a spot where you can get up to neck deep. And then the water tries to push you down, but that's okay. Um, once I get in, it's almost just feeling the body and I don't have any conscious thought pattern other than I'm just breathing and feeling sensation. And even to the point, like I have a, the very first meditation I learned was very simple and direct inhale into your third eye and exhale out. And I do that 90% of the time, but don't even, I just more like, okay, I'm in here and breathe, breathe, breathe breathe until at some point my mind goes kind of losing feeling in your feet it might be a good idea to get out now <laughs> yeah it's a funny one the cold water isn't it totally understand why uh why it's not there for everyone um uh what do i think about when i get into cold water it, it kind of the 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 cold water um has been around in life for a while now and uh I would say that my main thing, I often will take a, re a recorder. Yeah, you heard correctly, a recorder, the the, the school. <laughs> you did hear the recorder. And that's simply because I liked to think, I'm like, can I play a recorder while my body goes through like a, a really big bit of shock? Um, but the, my main thought is I bring that long breath in and I've had to actually – I've actually had to associate it with excitement. And so even though I work on a long breath that's kind of a bit calming, um, which your breath is kind of, as you can imagine, is is wanting to go quick and rapid within the, the shock of the cold. Um, but I've had to bring it excitement within my thoughts because you kind of get this like, <gasps> but then I'm like, what else goes? <gasps> and I'm like, oh, when you're excited and I have these, so I just really try to kind of visualize excitement um, and in my mind, because, you know, life is tricky and you think that we can kind of get the mind continually remembering that there is excitement in life. So I, I, it helps. So that's what I, I do. But uh, I, it's like anything. Everyone will find their own way. And I always say if people are interested but they hate the cold, that, that's the beauty of, the, of it. I've noticed that even when I'm my body's, you know, being a female. Like when I'm in my menstrual cycle, I do not want to get into cold, cold. It's just, it's too much for me, right? Um, so I'll put a foot, and it's interesting because I feel like my brain still has to be really strong to even put a foot, and it's still showing my body that there's a consciousness within this brain that's who is the boss. And that's the cool thing about it. It's like, okay, you don't like it, but I am the consciousness in the body and this is our discomfort that I can, because the more we get used to discomfort, the more it easy it is. And as we all know, if we have discomfort in our, our, in our lives or if we get used to it, it can, we can actually create more fun. Because a lot of time, because the starting of creating fun can be discomfortable, Discomfortable, that's my word I'll make up. There we go. Um, we don't do it. And 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 uh, that's the beauty of the cold therapy is it, it you get used to steering the ship a bit a bit more. Yeah, that's a great point. Like the idea that things have to be comfortable and easy is like so ingrained culturally when really like at the edge of your comfort zone is where so much growth happens and whether it is going into cold water whether it is asking someone on a date whether it is playing the recorder in cold water <laughs> whatever whatever it might be like it that you don't grow when you're comfortable and not doing it you grow by like i don't know what it's going to be like in this cold water i don't know what it's going to be like to go on stage i don't know what it's going to be like to move over here uh why don't I see it? And 
and it's all going to still work out. Like there's so much value to being uncomfortable and making yourself uncomfortable to find comfort in that discomfort. Yeah. And, and that's why for, for friends that have asked me about it, that's why I, I'm like, if you can do it, just start with a foot. And that might be your life. You know, it might be a, I'm a, hi, I'm a cold water foot plunger, you know, and, and be proud of that. That's, but uh, it does help for making those little bit of changes for sure. For sure. And comfort, finding comfort and discomfort is something that's really important to like take any steps in forward in life. Um, you mentioned singing earlier and not learning singing until you're in your thirties, but then being a performer. So that seems like it leads into a great question about finding comfort and discomfort of <laughs> uh, adult learning and performing and everything. It was actually, you know, those times you look back and you're like, wow, I did that. Um, yeah. So I, I went into performing school and I really enjoyed the idea of just being on stage and being able to to captivate there's always the dream of the performer and uh i had just kind of dabbled around with the idea of like yeah i'd like to sing and then i, I came into fernie 14 years ago and one of the first people i met was my dear friend uh, sonia raw and uh she is a singing coach and she, i was like oh i'd love to sing she's like oh i'm looking for students and i was like oh isn't that just Perfect. And little did I know at that moment, uh, I was about to put myself in some interesting situations with this this wonderful woman because I was background um, theatre and she was background opera singer, sing, sings in nine languages, just completely a woman that has aced the voice. And uh, so I became a student, but when we hopped on stage, I was also singing. So I was just this new student doing vocals beside an opera singer so it was interesting at that time how um yeah I was like wow but but I really truly believe that the the stage area is for us to have as much fun as possible so I kept on going and and through the fascination because Sonia used I think she used to teach a bit differently and then we met and she had to find and create a way of being able to teach me um just my brain works in different ways and 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 I I started getting more and more fascinated with the voice and how it is actually the people that we see that are these amazing singers it's they have got used to doing so much training with the voice and that's the part that I actually thrive on is vocal training which sounds interesting but vocal training is like I've got a big toolbox of things I can do all day and it actually just gives my brain something to think about because the brain's going to think but it eliminates me thinking and worrying and little bit when I'm like oh yeah I've got to today I've just got to remember that I've got to put all the energy in my belly while I pick up this cup or my hands are graceful or I'm going to play with my voice up and down right now because again which is really good to do with your children <laughs> you know then and she gave me these neat tools so I am a different type of singer I'm an improv singer which a lot of singers are like that would be my nightmare to get on stage and have no idea what you're going to do um, well, I have a little bit of an idea, but but uh, I really w like the idea of pursuing my career that when you come see a show, this show is for you. It's an original piece. It's because you are in the crowd and you are there and somehow or other I'm picking up on what we're all going to, we're all wanting to hear. And this song that is bringing kind of the magic of music, which which I, I, I never realized before I, I, I didn't when I didn't have music in my life, I never realized that there is magic, it's true magic that happens. And I've, I've witnessed it now, I've seen it through uh, having a bunch of musicians together that have never played together, ever. And there we are, we're making a song up, it's flowing, everyone's listening and we're tuning into each other. And then everyone stops at exactly the right beat. And you're just like, wow, how did that occur? 
or you know, or the the it would change right to the left, but everyone is able to do that. And I think that's that's probably the yeah, it's the coolest part about being an improv singer is that it's it's like I've got to really enjoy it because I don't know if I'll ever hear it or feel it like this ever again in my life. It's so unique, and uh, uh, it's it's the the voice is fascinating. And if you you feel like you're wanting to become a singer, um, highly recommend it. And remember that the whole point of having that voice and singing is for love and enjoyment. And if you keep that mindset, you'll be singing in, in the shower and having a good time <laughs> through the day. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking as you're talking, like it's such a great way to express yourself and such a true and authentic way. You're not going through a filter of like transferring thoughts into keystrokes that then get printed and go on a blog or in a newspaper like it's all happening in the moment and people can interpret it so differently by having that vocal aspect whether it's talking or performing on stage that you miss in the other media forms um yeah totally that, that, that's why sonia who was trained uh, for people that know a little bit about music that especially for opera singers every note is written down and it's mathematical and it's there so it the whole thing is is maths pretty much <laughs> in, in, in its own form so for you can imagine this a uh, wonderful lady being like uh you want to be a improv singer <laughs> which means you must make it up all the time but um yeah it 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 allows, uh, this style allows me to kind of, it's it's just curious. Like sometimes I, I remember being on stage and and some of the things, and oh, I want to dance like Michael Jackson. I, I do like comedy, you know, obviously. It's, <laughs> for anyone that's going to go out with an airplane theory, you can't, you know, there's a bit of humor within me because it's, 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 it helps with life. Um, but I remember like singing this song about Michael Jackson and the crowd really enjoyed it and just thinking, wow, I never thought <laughs> today when I was brushing my teeth that I'd be like singing and wailing away to I want a moonwalk like Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many visuals with that. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's slippery enough out here that you can kind of do it just walking down the street. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Um, how do you, ooh, when you are improving, and it's kind of a two-part question, but like are you, information is flowing through you? Are you like listening to yourself or the crowd or connecting? I'm super curious because as you were saying, like improv and like singing with animals, I just think, or singing for people not with animals unless you're singing with animals we are going to be chasing deer in the morning um i was thinking of the birds that i see flying around every day where each bird is individual but then together they flow and coalesce starlings or i don't know my birds and i'm not going to figure it out by trying to but the ones that fly around in flocks i'm like they go left and they go right but they never hit each other or like crash into things so is it even something like that of you're just connecting and flowing I don't know what I'm asking, but I'm going to pass you the mic now. Thanks for that. Um, am I like a bird flowing with a – totally, totally. Um, it was really like before the the, the, the COVID restrictions all, all kicked in, it was really neat. I had like a list of bass players and a list of guitarists or drummers that, you know, you'd ring and be like, well, who can make it today? Who, who, who like on the state that I've been booked for? So, so – my whole crew was changing behind me as well. Um, so that's where I think it is like the flock, you know, that the, 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 you don't know what sounds you're going to hear. And is it within my body? What do I do? So when I do my long breath with the earplugs in before I go on stage, if there is music already playing, I my brain switches on. I've practiced now for so long. Um if any music is playing, if it's a language that I do not prefer to have within my 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 mind, um, I improv. Yeah. 
so you know a lot of 80s songs I'll just I love love the melodies love them um but I don't need to continuously think about hardship and and love <laughs> like that you know <laughs> I'm I lived off grid and there's other things for me to think about than than that so I'll just I'll just my brain will go into improv and then the sounds will just kind of yeah it's like the words start flowing and then by the time I'm on the stage there is a a flow and I and at times I'll go with a list of things I'd like to sing about and I'd say 90% of the time um, something comes through that feels so much more authentic than what I had written and it's 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 a truly truly a great way to be present and it's a really neat way to because when you're doing all this training I'm like is this helping my singing does it you know um but then you go on and this voice comes out of you that's jazzier than you've ever felt or kind of a little bit more theatric you really as I said you really take note of the feeling because it's within that moment so it's very yeah it's a very 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 uh present way of performing <laughs> yeah yeah i can just see that all these different ideas coalescing of like there's so many things i can plan for a b c d e f g and h here's a whole bunch of notes i wrote and i've looked at like none of them even for this conversation like oh it's just flowing and it takes on a life so to be able to recognize that when you're performing and do that is I think it's huge and is so beneficial for all other aspects of life because there's no game plan for a lot of stuff that's happening. Yeah, I, we, all, we all, you know, we all have notes and we all have, um, have, uh, which is nice because it gives us that structure as humans. Like we want, we do want structure and we do, and it's really like I'm, I'm jumping up on that stage, but I'm doing my homework as well. Like it's not like I, I haven't. Um, especially before a show, you, you do you do do the warm up and you get the mind in the right situation and and uh, yeah, so it's it's like it is like life. We kind of we kind of write the list when we can and that makes us feel nice and centered. But we should never get too held up on the list because <laughs> sometimes intuition just has a better better understanding of what should be going there. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I agree. That's awesome. You're already picking up on what I was going to ask next. Of like, so you do improv stuff and you've also lived off grid and homeschool. So I see a huge connection there with being able to improvise with whatever might happen. The bear takes out the fence, the, the solar power goes out, the, whatever it might be. Can you talk about that a little bit? Imp improv, improv as the only way to manage your life. Bye, Kylie. <laughs> well, thank you very much there, Greg. Um, well, you know, it's, it's like we've all got these interesting stories. I think that you'd have interesting stories and the, the listeners there. I bet you you've got great and wonderful stories as well. Um, my interesting story is that I, I, uh, I did fall in love quickly with my, my husband. And I think I was kind of completely like in awe and not actually listening to him at all. And I didn't have earplugs. I, <laughs> I was like, there, yeah. But um, honeymoon eyes, you know. And uh, I didn't hear him when he was like, yeah, I've got like an outhouse and an outside shower and and I live in this tiny home. And, and it didn't register. I don't know why it didn't really register that that's, as I said, we got married extremely fast. And then I went in, into the place and, and saw where I was about to live. And, um, and, yeah, it was. It's been a really interesting journey because I, I, I never realized so many people dream of it. That's the biggest thing that I like. You know, they'd be like, "Oh my god, this is my dream," and I'm like, "In my dream, big wild animals was totally not a part of it." Or, you know, it's just. And uh, so I was lucky. Wim Hof, obviously, his name will have to come up once in this this podcast with uh, talking about cold. Um, Having an outside shower and an outhouse, um, I had to go outside. There was like no way around it, right? So I kind of found Wim Hof a long time ago, and and then I was like, okay, this man's telling me that this is good for me, so I will, you know, do my little tricks of being excited about going out and with my bucket shower, I'd fill my bucket of water and then put it on the hook and have a shower and and. Um, 
yeah, and 20 below, uh, <laughs> it was, it, it's, it keeps you feeling really stoked. It's just, it's really weird when you just have to have a shower. It's cold outside, it's dark, but you just know you, you need a shower. <laughs> and you, you put, and for that, like, you know, the bucket's running out of water. Like it's only, you've only got a, it's not like it's a tap, right? And this wasn't, we, our showers did upgrade. So I have a proper shower now for, for those that I really appreciate. And, um, but the starting was a bucket and a bucket lasts for about four, I don't know actually how many minutes it would last, but, um, and you'd have to turn it off and, and lather yourself and then turn it back on. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that we saying when the hot water is coming out and you're standing outside in cold temperatures, it is the most magical, breathtaking experience you can possibly have. Winter is, uh, a, you know, if there was one thing that I'd like to see in the next 20 years is that people open up to the absolute beauty. There is a dangerous side with the ice and, and there is a hard part of it, literally, with, um, you know, aging with the, the slippery surfaces and things like that. But it is so breathtaking. And uh, having a shower, and you know, with your little light there, just another, and the the snow's coming down, and you know your bucket's going to run out, and then when it does, and twenty below, your feet stick. <laughs> it's like, tick, 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 tick. but as soon as you get inside, it was the cheapest thrill I could possibly have for no money whatsoever, just five minutes of my time getting clean. Did I feel alive? I would get in and I'd be like, I shower. <laughs> and it was uh, yeah, it was one of the the interesting things. <laughs> you know, we as I said, we all have interesting stories, but there's a whole whole list of interesting things that happened with living off-grid outhouse in an outhouse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I was just thinking how magical it is to do a cold plunge and come out and be like, wow, like, how do I explain this experience to someone, let alone to have like outdoor showers are amazing. And to be able to have that experience can be life changing. People may hate it, people may do whatever, but like that is something that you, I, I'm going to argue, you can only get that by doing an outdoor shower to have those feelings in your body at the same time of exuberance and ice crystals and hot crystals and everything else. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, it, it, you know, um, uh, my, my husband, I didn't, I, he, he was, people have told me he was shy, but he asked me to marry him very fast. So I don't, I don't know if I believe him, but, um, <laughs> uh, is it, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's it's kind of gives me hope in humanity. This this is the thing that I kind of got from it was it gives me hope in humanity because when you've had an outhouse and you've you've had to deal with an outhouse pail because we had a bucket system and for those who don't know about outhouses, you can have the long drop and you can have the bucket system or you can have you know um, there's a few different ways you can do it but we had a bucket so you, you have a bucket in the outhouse that you put. You go to the bathroom and you don't urinate in it. This is a fascinating conversation here. And then you put sawdust on it. So you just do number two in there. But you do have to empty in, in your outhouse bucket. And um, it was a, the way I used to show Craig that uh, I loved him was uh, I'd be like, okay, I'll do the, I'll, I'll empty the outhouse buckets just for you. But um, as I was saying, this is what gave me faith that there, there, is, there is a hope for us humans on this earth is because if we all just realize the value of the plumbing system and we've actually meditated on how amazing our minds are to come up with the plumbing system of the world and we all found joy with the truth of what it actually means you know kind of maybe we all can be a little bit more thankful for that thought every time we flush like Psh, yes didn't have to go bury that, you know. <laughs> like, so, you know, we were maybe all unite with the, the, the enjoyment of the flushable toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and even with a flushable toilet, like you miss out on all the fun of walking through moose and grizzly territory to go bury it somewhere. So, talk about losing a life experience, but trading it off for something comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it does. Do you know, and the one thing that I found amazing because 
is how quick the mind would kind of like at the start, obviously it was very easy to be like, Psh, yay, like, and do a little dance of joy. But the brain does get really comfortable so quickly and starts, unless we're like really making a conscious effort with eating or the, the plumbing or whatever it may be, hopping in a vehicle and driving, unless we're there and present and being like, well, okay, this is actually really like, thank heavens for this or gratitude. Um, the brain just takes it all for granted. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible part about these human minds is uh, how we do have to switch on gratitude frequently for it to be there. And I, I that's one of the biggest things that I've learned from this experience is that uh, <laughs> I do still have to remember that for a decade of my life, I was uh, using a bucket. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and still, I still now do live in Grizzly and territory and and that's where I found the love for the recorder because I was like if I'm walking around in the woods and uh, around the property and I'm playing a recorder and I, I play the recorder uh, you, everyone kind of cringes when they think of a recorder they're like oh my god it's cool but you can actually play the recorder so it holds these really beautiful it's a it's a such a simplistic beautiful instrument um and so that was what I play when I walk around and I'm always like an animal would have to be really angry to attack me if I'm playing this like kind of Japanese sounding recorder, <laughs> and uh, and and obviously, and then they can hear me coming. It's uh, yeah, walking around in the woods quiet is kind of a little bit daunting. <laughs> yeah, and it adds such a different um, aura and everything to. I'm going to climb this mountain, and wow, somebody's uh, playing Jay Z over there a mile away cranked up on their Bluetooth speaker. Hooray for the peace and quiet of nature and the natural sounds. <laughs> you know, that, that's, the, that's the beauty of nature is that it doesn't mind. Like the, nature doesn't mind if you go in it and you listen and you're, you're quiet and nature doesn't mind if you go in there and, um, and play those sounds a little louder and, and, and so forth. Um, the, main, the main goal I think is for all of us is to be in nature and do whatever you need to do to to enjoy that experience because the more we open our eyes to the wonder and, and the truth of nature, the, the happier we will all be. Yeah. And, and we're so connected and you as a homesteader on the side of a mountain in grizzly country <laughs> with moose possibly chasing us, um, you are so much more connected. Like you really get to see how the little things in life can have such a big difference that we do many people often overlook like i've watched people lose their marbles on too many occasions from the suggestion of using an outhouse um that you're out there being able to see magical sunrises and sunsets be able to walk around and teach your kids like natural history and ecology by walking through it like those are such invaluable experiences and to have the fresh air the fresh water the fresh everything it's really cool to be able to be excited about that and to share that excitement. It, it is, you know, and as you were saying, it's some people, it's some people's complete not a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, they're like, that would not be fun. And that's fair enough. That's totally fair enough. Um, the thing I, I learned as well from, from this is as much of a sanctuary the 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 land is and how wonderful it is you know it is it is a it's a complete and utter gift to be surrounded by trees and <clears throat> at this beautiful piece of property but i don't it's like anything if i if i still didn't sit down in the morning and steer my ship in the direction i would like to go my eyes would shut down to the beauty of it all and I would be in my mind. And it's just the way the brain is. It's, it's you know, it, 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 maybe it helps a little bit with um, the way my day's flowing. But really, uh, it's every every life has a, has a form of, of, of needing, of, of meditation. We, it's, it's not like I live in this and now my life is just so euphoric and easy. It's like <laughs> I just float out of bed. No, I still have to do the work. I still have to wear my earplugs when the kids are going down and screaming at me and my husband's grumpy or whatever it may be, which luckily isn't that often. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a gift, but I, I have to make sure my brain remembers that frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Be calm, be present, <laughs> be, be aware, be present and be aware because there could be bears, there could, whatever else is out there. Yeah. Is it thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So can you tell us some bear stories? Cause you know, everybody, everybody loves bears. <laughs> um, bear stories. Oh, spring is coming. Maybe that's why I'm just like, I love winter. I love winters because they all can go non-eyes. Um, probably my, I just, the, the one that kind of comes to my mind is that it's a, it's just a sweet bear story because I was, you know, when I'm walking through the woods by myself at times, um, you can hear bear. They're not a quiet creature. You can hear them rustling and you're like, and I heard it. I was beside um, like a shed area or oh, it's my, my old garden area. Um, and I heard this rustling and I was just like, ooh, there's something over there. This is going to be interesting. And we have these, on the land, we have these beautiful burnt out cedars. They're like these hollow hundred year, the trees are uh, uh, hundreds of years and then they, be, they were burnt out a hundred years ago. And I look up and I can't see anything. I can't see anything. And then this big black bear pops out the top of the cedar. And he just, it, it was it was like a cartoon. There he was just at the top of this big cedar looking around just like, oh, look at that. And I was, my garden fence is the most rickety garden fence you've ever seen. And I'm like, I might go into my garden fence area and, and and feel safe and at that moment was when I realized I was like this is this is not safe <laughs> this is not safe but I remembered it was a black bear and uh, I do have a dog that chased it and that's you know I, I do have the have run-ins but I like the idea that it was the most coolest beautiful thing I'd ever seen was this like curious massive bear just at the top 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 like of a burnt out yeah, cedar and uh, yeah luckily I haven't had anything scary happen uh, I do carry bear spray pretty much anytime all year round because I am a kiwi and the most ferocious thing we have is probably possums that are still I've never heard of anyone being attacked by one so yeah even when we go running I have, I have bear spray in my in my at all times <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that one. I have a vision of like pop goes the weasel yeah, and it's it was. It was the most Awesome. Uh we're getting close to time. What are gosh, what are some pieces of advice you'd have for people looking to calm themselves? We talked about plug it a bunch. Um, yeah, anything you'd like to share for people looking to calm and ground themselves? It's been a crazy two years. Uh, do you know what? If I was going to say, okay, you, you've got, I'd say two things. I'd say if you are wanting, you're just like, I don't know how to control this or not or steer this mind in my, my, in my body. I'd say, yeah, grab earplugs and listen to the breath really long, you know, two minutes a day. You can do it when you eat or, or you can be like, well, this is just for breath work and get used to hearing how your voice sounds with a full breath. Your voice sounds different if you've got a long breath and a short breath. So kind of get curious about that. And the other thing is, is I'm a real fond believer in listening to laughter. I've done la laughing therapy for a long time. Um, you know, living off grid in, in this is a neuro, it was, it was hard. And, uh, and I, I had to find as many tools to keep joy because uh, as a mum that wasn't able to have a breather, I, I had no other choice. And I, so I would just find, Sometimes when I, I drive from down the road, I have this area and the kids would get used to me going, this is my laughing zone. So every time I go past it, I've got to make myself laugh. And that <laughs> my kids are used to me being me. And now they go past and they're like, mom, hey, where's your laughter? And it was interesting trying to make yourself laugh when your body feels flat. And, and that's the cool thing. Because really for the door, door of joy, to be open once your body's flat or you feel sad or you feel in trauma for that joy to, you know, we do have to sometimes put in the seed. And I found, yeah, with the bit, the breath for the earplugs and then just putting in the seed of, <laughs> that's just so funny. <laughs> it, those two things definitely have saved me from <laughs> not having a sense of humor. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. And now I'm laughing because you're laughing and it's going to go on and be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs>
Oh, great. And if people want to um, connect with you on YouTube or anything like that, um, where can they go to find a website or whatever it may be? Um, I do have plug it there. I've got a few things. They're still all, you know, mum, homeschooling mum, you, you will have to all kind of wait a bit because because uh, it, it's a progress in motion. But yeah, YouTube is the main place for plug it. Um, and I'm just about to do another re-recording of it and, and put it on there as well. Um, just taking my, you know, putting things out there. But as we all know, we still have to do the dishes, we still have to clean the house, and we still have to put the kids to bed and, and, and live in, in, in some form. <laughs> yeah. And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these, and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information. And there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you. It really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts is how I list the things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. As much of a sanctuary the, the, the land is and how wonderful it is, you know, it is, it is a, it's a complete and utter gift to be surrounded by trees and <clears throat> at this beautiful piece of property. But I don't, it's like anything, if I, if I still didn't sit down in the morning and steer my ship in the direction I would like to go, my eyes would shut down to the beauty of it all.